You're listening to the Effortless Life Podcast, episode 67. Now, today we're talking about mindset versus strategy. It's the SmackDown edition because you hear a lot about both in the world of entrepreneurship, but which one is more effective for reaching your goals? That's the age-old question, isn't it? Well, we've got a special guest joining us today who's going to unpack what mindset is and what strategy is and what each of them really mean, why they're different, and the surprising truth about both that nobody's talking about. That's coming up next, so stay tuned. Globally ranked among the top shows in business and education, we're changing the way entrepreneurs work by changing the way they think about work. If you're ready to run your business like a real CEO, instead of your business running you, you're in the right place. You don't have to work as hard as you think you do to create the influence, income, and impact you deserve. It's time for a new way to do business. This is the Effortless Life Podcast. Here's your host, Courtney Elmer. And before we jump into today's interview, I want to thank our featured listener this week, Carrie Ham, who says, I am keeping this show in my weekly rotation. Courtney has an unwavering commitment to helping people work smarter, and I mean really smarter, with the best vetted strategies and leading edge approaches. As an entrepreneur with autoimmunity issues, this whole approach gives me life. Thanks, Courtney, for unearthing the treasures and sharing so generously. Wow, Carrie, thank you so much. Wow, it just, yeah, gosh, I'm speechless. You know, I feel like every week when I read these reviews that come through, it just touches me on such a deep level, especially you, Carrie, for being so vulnerable here, sharing that you're struggling with these autoimmunity issues. And as I can only imagine how that affects your business, your performance, your energy on a daily life. And, you know, really for me, I feel like I relate to that on so many levels, you know, having overcome cancer and also the energy struggles that I experience and how I have really built my business and our company and the effortless life first for myself because I needed a way to be able to streamline and simplify standard business practices in order to protect my energy and to have the energy not only to run my business, but to also be there for my family. And helping other entrepreneurs do the same just is so rewarding for me. So Carrie, thank you for taking the time to leave us such a nice review. And for you listening, whether you're a new listener, whether you've been listening for a long time, I would love to hear your feedback too and to hear how the show's impacting your life. So in your Apple Podcast app, just hit that purple subscribe button, scroll down, and you'll see five stars where you can tap that five stars and then leave a short review. This could be a sentence. It doesn't have to be long. It'll only take a few moments of your time. And we really appreciate seeing what you guys have to say about the show. So today's guest is someone who I was introduced to pretty randomly. In fact, my PR and media agent and dear friend had pitched him for me to be on his podcast called Mindset Performance. And I remember when I first saw his podcast, I was like, oh, this guy looks pretty cool. You know, he talks about mindset. Okay, great. And then I started scrolling through some of his episodes and realizing he was having these interviews with these six and seven and eight and nine figure entrepreneurs and really diving into the habits that propelled them to these incredible levels of success. And I was fascinated by that. And so let me just tell you a little bit about Jared before I bring him on. Jared is incredibly systematic in what he does. I mean, even just going through his process 
to be a guest on his podcast. First, I had to send him a video after my media agent had pitched him with my bio and all the details on how I could help support his listeners. He asked for me to send him a video talking about why I was a good fit for his show. So I did that. And he messaged us back and was like, great, you know, awesome. Yeah, I seem like you'd be a great fit. Would love to bring you on. Now here, I want you to take this assessment. And it's called a mind scan. That's the name of this special assessment that I had to take. So I sat there for 20 minutes taking this assessment in order to get on Jared's show. And I just followed the process that he laid out, right? Step by step by step. And let's just say that that mind scan was mind blowing. We unpacked it all in my episode on his podcast, which hasn't aired just yet, but you can check out his show called Mindset Performance Everywhere Podcasts Are Found. And today we are diving into the science behind why you're either getting or not getting the results that you have currently in your business. And it's not your skill set. It's not your motivation or lack thereof that's preventing you from getting what you want. It's not even the strategies that you're employing or your current mindset, which might come as a bit of a surprise given how much our industry here in the world of entrepreneurship touts mindset and strategy as keys to success. What it really boils down to is your habits and the way that you're currently wired to solve problems. And what this mind scan did was it revealed for me how I think on a neuroscientific biological level. It literally mapped it out on the page. Courtney, this is how you solve problems. And that was fascinating to me because it showed me the opportunities for growth in terms of my problem-solving ability, in terms of how I think about the problems that present themselves in my business, and in terms of how and where to tweak my habits in order to bring about the desired result. Because the good news is that you can change those habits, but you have to recognize what they are first and which ones aren't serving you. And Jared is here today to show you how. So let's dive right into that interview right now. Jared, welcome to the Effortless Life Podcast. I am so excited for our conversation today and cannot wait to dive in. How are you doing? Uh, doing well. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Thank you for being here. So you have an interesting background. I would love for you to tell us a little bit more about that before we dive into what we'll be talking about today, which is really developing this growth mindset and how specifically do we do that. But first, tell us your background. Tell us how you got to where you are today. Uh, so my college undergraduate and graduate was music performance, and I spent 20 years as a full-time classical musician. I was principal viola with the South Carolina Philharmonic. And what some people don't know about music is that when you're engaged in, in making music, whether you're just singing in the shower or tapping your hands on the dashboard, driving down the road, in that moment that you are co-creating the music, you are using more different parts of your brain than any other time. This is a sharp contrast with athletic behavior, where the better your body is performing athletically, the less of your brain it's using. And this is because the body can't afford for glucose to go to the brain. It needs that glucose to go to the muscles. This doesn't mean that music is better than athletic. It just means that there's a different way that you could be tapping into your brain. So that time when I was in full classical music, I was uh, training and speaking and traveling, doing workshops and keynotes, teaching people how to access different parts of their brain on demand. Um, for the past 10 years, though, 
Uh, I've been full-time mindset performance. Uh, we've got a Nobel nominated process that actually maps it out, shows you what it looks like when you are accessing different parts of your brain and thinking from a higher level. Wow, that is fascinating. I didn't know that about music, but I could see how that would definitely make sense. I've played the piano for, gosh, 25 years now, <laughs> or wow. major portion of my life. And that piece about co-creating is so fascinating to me. Yeah, so, you, don't, you don't have to be the musician. You, you can simply right. be uh, joining in. That's enough yeah. to access the different parts of your brain. Like you said, singing in the shower, which I do terribly, by the way, but that is very, very cool to know. So I'm curious then, tell us a bit about this process that you take people through now in your work as a coach and how you help them break through to higher levels of income by learning how to think differently. Sure. We'll start with kind of the three rules that explain why we're living the current life that we are. Whatever's not working, don't have enough time, don't have enough money, don't have the right relationship, or you have the relationship, but it's not going the right way, whatever it is, these three things are happening. Number one, you're not a slacker. You're already doing everything you know to do. If there was something else you could be doing, you'd be doing it. And what that means is that trying harder isn't going to work. Otherwise, it would have by now. Number two, everything you are coming up with to try to solve that problem makes sense. It's, it's logical and reasonable, and rational. It's well thought out. What that tells us is that working smarter isn't going to make a difference or it would have by now. And what that means is a breakthrough in your situation, the thing that's actually going to transform your experience so that you never again have trouble with money or never again have trouble with free time or never again have trouble in relationships and communication to support, whatever it is, the breakthrough will at first sound like a really bad idea because if it made sense to do, well, you'd already be doing it, right? And that's the problem. The brain cannot think of what doesn't already make sense. Uh, in my work, what we do is we map out your current thinking patterns. And by getting it out of your head and onto the paper, you're able to see where the blind spots are that were tripping your mind up, where the breakthroughs are that are waiting for you. And then through a series of mindset push-ups, we rewire the neural connections. We rewire those parts of your brain and how they communicate with each other. So you're effectively solving problems by thinking at a higher level. And this is what is so fascinating to me about this process, because being in the coaching world, and a lot of people listening are in that world as well, or service providers of some kind, they work with people, they interact with people as part of their job on a daily basis. And sometimes people get stuck. And it can be really difficult to help someone learn how to think differently or to even communicate that there is a new level of being that they can access because they can't see it. And it literally, like you said, it is that blind spot in their brain. But a lot of the quote unquote solutions out there, the self-help books, different various podcasts, different things that you can do don't necessarily teach you tangible ways to rewire those pathways. They say that it's possible, but when it comes to knowing how to do that, that is something that seems a little nebulous at times. So I'm really curious then to hear about how this differs from, say, a personality test or something that you could go online and take. When you take something like a DISC or Myers-Briggs, Strength Finders, Enneagram, those assessments, they're 
certainly fun and it's exciting to share the results and talk about it with your friends and hop in a Facebook group dedicated solely to people that got the same results that you do that get lots of affirmation for why you experience life the way you do. There's a couple things. Uh, one is they tend to be questionnaire based. And because you are responding to questions, your subconscious is gaming the system. It's uh, predicting what they're looking for. It's uh, trying to be portrayed in a certain light. Maybe you subconsciously answer based on a trait that you want to develop in the future. So we have a little bit of self-reporting error going on. And what that is like is you going to see the doctor and the doctor coming into your room with somebody else's test results. You can imagine what a disaster that would be. So using those type of assessments for professional development poses that problem. But there's another problem slightly more insidious. And that is because they're population comparisons, it gives you information that exciting doesn't actually make a difference. If you went to the doctor and the doctor said, hey, you have this condition, but don't worry because we have a 60% success rate treating it. That's information, but it's not helpful information. What you would want to know is what side of that 60% line are you? And the other assessments that tend to be personality-based, they tend to give you a label. Well, you're, you're a rabbit, you're a tree, you're an INFQ or whatever. And 25% of the population is just like you. So you have this information and it's exciting, but it doesn't actually tell you what to do differently to experience life differently. There's not a clear map and a clear path. And that's one of the things that the process we use is different. This is a Nobel nominated that was invented by Robert Hartman in the 1950s. I used to do it with uh, slide rules back in the day. Of course, now we've got it digitized, so it's easy to just take on your laptop real quick. But I've seen probably 30% of the people who take it in tears because they find what it reveals about their situation and what's possible in their situation in a way that's so personally meaningful, which isn't a, an experience that I find people having when they take a DISC or Myers-Briggs or something like that. Yeah. Like you said, I think you highlighted so accurately the frustration of taking one of those other tests and like you said, winding up with great information. Wow, this makes me feel really good about myself. But now what do I do with this? How do I tap into that potential if this really is an accurate representation of my potential, right? Because like you said, we're getting labeled and classified as this or that, but it's not unique and specific to you and how you think based on your past beliefs and life's experiences and the memories that you hold. And when you took me through this process, when I took this test, it's very simple. You just, you know, match a couple things and it's not, it doesn't take very long to complete. But what it yields on the back end was so interesting and intriguing to me because not only did it highlight areas of strength, but it also talks about how those strengths can be potential weaknesses and how they have a shadow side. And then how to navigate around that. And it does give you a much clearer path forward in terms of what you need to be doing differently to bring about the result that you want. And there was something that you said, and now I'm going to botch this because I don't remember exactly how this went. You probably know exactly what I'm going to say, though, about how no amount of information can change the way you do things. Tell us about that. How, what, how does that quote go? Until you feel the difference. 
like you have viscerally experienced it. No amount of information makes a difference. After you have felt viscerally experienced the shift, then no amount of information is needed. This is why positive thinking, uh, saying affirmations in the mirror, fake it till you make it, whatever. It's why motivation frequently just makes the problem worse because as you are saying your affirmations, you know, I'm a good leader, I'm productive, I'm good, you know, your brain's going, no, you're not, no, you're not, you're not. It just reinforces the story. And the illustration for what's going on here is when you were about five years old and you were learning how to ride a bicycle and they first took off the training wheels and you're a little wobbly, you maybe you put a foot down, you don't want to crash. You're doing everything that makes sense. You're working hard, you're trying. And your crazy Aunt Jenny comes by with some advice for you. And crazy Aunt Jenny says, what you need to do is, is go faster because when you go faster, it's easier to balance. And you think, okay, this is why they call her Crazy Aunt Jenny. That's the dumbest idea I have ever heard. If I can't balance going slow, how is going fast going to help? That's just going to make it worse. And then one day you went faster. And for a brief second, you felt balance inside your body. And the instant your body felt the difference, your brain went, oh, okay, all right, I get it. This is what crazy Aunt Jenny was talking about. But notice, before you felt the difference, no amount of information made a difference. And this is what it's like having a life coach give you advice on what you should do. And why when they say, why don't you try this? You say, that won't work because of this. Information doesn't make a difference until your body has viscerally experienced the difference. After your body felt balance, no more information was needed. No more explanation was needed. And that's the power of doing the mindset push-ups because they rewire your brain. Your brain now has the experience of thinking that way, at which point no more explanation is needed. Thank you for illustrating that. That was so profound when you shared that because it highlighted something that I think we have all experienced in our life, but haven't been able to necessarily describe or illustrate or put words around. And this is also why it's interesting, you know, this process that you take people through to evaluate really where they are right now in their current ways of thinking. And then after doing these mindset pushups, working to rewire those blind spots, changing their current thinking patterns. You can do the assessment again and actually see tangibly on paper how things have changed. Yes, yes, yes. So give us some more examples of people that you've taken through this process and how it has helped them. Maybe those people that have just been hustling their sweet little heart out, trying mm -hmm. to make, you know, six figures in their business or seven figures or whatever it is, but feeling stuck. And as you described, you know, thinking I'm doing everything that logically makes sense to do. Why is this not working? Yeah. So just remember that whole bicycle thing, right? Until you feel it, information, advice doesn't make a difference. Uh, trying harder doesn't make a difference. After you feel it though, then information advice is no longer needed. You totally understand what's going on. Had a lady who was, she had a, like a multiple six-figure business to 300,000 She's doing over 500,000 now, but at the time she was doing in the two and threes and she was in a, a publishing business. So she was helping authors bring their books to market. 
And at home, she had four little kids, all under the age of eight. You can imagine what it's like having eight blenders in your house that don't have a top. What a, <laughs> I have a re- one who's two and a half, and I'm like, oh my gosh, four? <laughs> I know, right? Amazing. So she was in a situation where she would like come home and feel like she was working at home. You know, I mean, somebody has to prepare this and fix that and shop for that and plan for this and school this, help that. And so she would come home and she realized she wasn't actually present with her kids. She was just busy in the same house with them. And that wasn't working. And so she tried getting help from her spouse. Now, he's a great guy. Okay, let's just get that out of the way. He's a great guy, but it wasn't working. She tried asking for help. She tried explaining. She tried all the normal stuff that you might have tried. And you know how well that works. Of course, despite a flawless track record of never working at all, we still tell ourselves, ah, yes, but this next time. So that's where she was at, right? And this had been going on for a couple of years and she's starting to feel resigned. She's starting to think, well, maybe this is just how life is. She's starting to lose some of that connection with herself and uh, a loss of freedom, a loss of power, uh, ultimately a loss of self-expression. So we take her through the mind scan, get her thinking patterns mapped out. And she was able to see how her brain was solving the problem. She was able to see how her brain was valuing elements of the conversation and the order that her brain was prioritizing the elements in the conversation. And by doing that, she was able to see why everything she was trying to get help from her spouse and be seen and valued and heard from her spouse. She was able to see why all of those strategies, while they made abundant sense to her, were actually blind spots. Like the more it made sense to her that that should work, the less likely it was to work. And she's able to see that on the paper, like structurally what's happening in the way her mind is trying to solve those problems. So we go through a couple of mindset pushups, rewires the way her brain solves that problem. Her brain learns to structure information with a slightly different value system that happens to be the way somebody else's brain digests the information. So she takes this new way of thinking to having these conversations, takes this new way of thinking back to her spouse. This is the same conversation she's been trying to have for the past eight years. Within 10 minutes in that conversation with her spouse, He heard her for the first time in a way he had not heard her before. Now, remember, he's a great guy, okay? This is somebody who cares and is involved. It's just the way her brain was trying to solve that problem was the blind spot because the more it made sense to her, the least likely it was to work. So within 10 minutes, he sees it, he hears it, he values it in a way that he never had before. And in that conversation, it printed. 10 free hours, 10 free time hours, not housework, not busy work, 10 free time hours every week for her to be just present with her kids. Seeing the momentum like, holy freak, man, no matter how long you've been slamming into that obstacle, when you rise above the corn maze and you can see the whole, oh my gosh, it changes everything. So with this newfound excitement is what's possible when Your mind learns how to think at a higher level and communicate at a higher level. She takes that pattern and goes back to her work. Now, remember, she was the owner. She's an owner of a multi-six-figure business. 
You'd think this wouldn't be a problem. But she takes that conversation back to her work and created 30 free hours every week to be working on her business in creative direction and no longer covered up in the operations of her business. Simply because her mind learned how to start thinking at a higher level and her brain was able to see why what made sense was actually what was getting in the way. Wow, that is amazing. And I think the point that you touched on is that that stood out to me that our brains are wired to problem solve. And there are different ways that we do that based on the person, based on the individual. We all solve problems a little differently. You might notice trends and patterns and things like that. But if you continue to keep trying to solve the problem the way you've always solved it, and that's not working, then how are you going to get the different result that you want? It just brings to mind this idea of a vicious cycle. They term this in field of psychology where, you know, you've got a problem, you've got a fear, you've got something going on, and you implement a coping strategy to try to cope with that, to try to solve that problem, to fix it. But what happens is because it's not the right strategy, it actually only reinforces the problem. So you try all the harder to solve it with the wrong strategy and you keep going in a circle. And so this breaks that cycle. It does from kind of a way that isn't included in that misleading advice. It makes sense. It's probably something your mother would tell you to do. If you do what you've always done, you'll keep getting what you've always got. And golly, this is like the worst advice I can imagine. Um, <clears throat> the reason it's bad is because the problem isn't what you're doing. The problem is why it made sense to do that to start with. It doesn't address the way of thinking that keeps coming up with those solutions and why those solutions seem like a good idea. You're not you're not stupid for doing things in your life that don't work and don't serve you. At the time, you're making the best decision you can with the resources you have to work with. So this saying, well, if you keep doing that, you're going to keep getting what you, it is so misleading and so incomplete because it doesn't address why that seemed like a good idea to start with. When you change the thinking, start thinking at a higher level, your brain sees solutions in a much different way. Just like when you're in a corn maze and you're running down the rows and you're not sure if you should go left or right. Well, we stand you on a ladder. Now you can see the whole maze and oh my gosh, now I get it. Here's what's not so obvious. The difference between, well, let me try this and oh my gosh, would you look at that is only about two feet. And that's the power of when your mind starts thinking at a higher level. Hmm. Yeah. That two feet, but yet it makes all the difference. It, it just made, it made me think of, you know, when you're trying to fly from L.A. to New York City, and if the nose of that plane is off just a degree or two, you're not going to wind up in New York City. You're going to wind up in, like, I don't know where, you know, either further north or further south, depending on where you're going, but you're not going to wind up where you want to be. And it's just a small change. It doesn't have to be a big change. You don't have to completely turn your life inside out. But like you said, when you can just rise up to that higher level of thinking, and you begin to see things a different way, then you see problems turn into possibilities and ways to solve them become clearer. Really, really cool. So 
you have a book coming out, don't you? Yes, ma'am. The Thinking Patterns of Success. Tell us about that. So we went and interviewed seven, eight, even some nine figure earners, mapped out their thinking patterns. And I've got podcast episodes that where you can listen to some of those interviews and then notes in the book where we look at why that way of thinking has served them and what they are looking at changing in their own thinking to go to the next level. So that's pretty cool. You can uh, just grab the executive summary on my website right now for free while we are still getting the book formatted for the printers. That is awesome. So of those conversations and interviews that you had, were there any that really stood out to you? I mean, these are people that have been successful. I mean, they've had success. But what were some of the areas that they were still working on in their own thinking? Maybe just one example that really that really jumped out at you as you were going through this process with them. Got a guy who multi-million dollar coach to work with him one-on-one is like 250,000. So he's doing very well in business. He's doing very well in family. And one of the things that came out of his experience, looking at the way his brain was solving problems, is he realized that what the way of thinking that allows him to produce the results he does with his clients is not the way of thinking that will allow him to build the team behind him to grow to the next level. And so he was able to see how what made sense was actually getting in the way of of growing the team so that he could continue to grow. Interesting. Really, really interesting. I love the work that you do. I'm fascinated by it. And I have a question that I ask every guest who comes on the show, and I'm really curious to hear your answer, given this whole idea of the reason why trying harder doesn't work and working smarter is not enough. And the question is this, what does it mean to you personally to live an effortless life? For me, an effortless life is when you are in alignment with what life is calling you to. What we tend to do is avoid what life is calling us to because we say, oh, that's unrealistic. You can't make money doing that. I've got bills to pay. Well, I can't just do that all day. And so we we have this like perfect all or nothing thing. So rather than being in alignment with what life is calling us to 20 minutes a day, we're like, well, I'm not going to do it at all. (laughs) But when you tap into that thing, I've got a lady who runs a million dollar business. And what makes her whole week come together is spending about 20 minutes coloring on a Friday night. It changes the way her brain works. It changes the way her brain solves problems. It changes the way she relates to her clients and customers and staff and employees. When you tap into what life is calling you to, it creates an effortless momentum that you can't explain. Uh, But again, that goes back to that situation of the bicycle. Until you experience the difference, no amount of information makes a difference. So until you have experienced the shift yourself, any advice I offer is going to sound like crazy Aunt Jenny. (laughs) (laughs) That is so true. And what a perfect note to end on. Jared, thank you for your time here today. Where can people connect with you and find you online? You can uh, hit me up at mindsetperformance.co. Awesome. And you've got a podcast too as well by the same name, right? Yes, ma'am. Very, very cool. Well, Jared, we appreciate you being here today. Thank you for sharing all of your wisdom with us. And yeah, thank you. Yes, ma'am. Thanks for having me. Wasn't that fascinating? I'm telling you, just over the past two or three months since I had my interview with Jared, it is amazing how by pinpointing these 
habits and making these small tweaks and more importantly, knowing what tweaks to make, how much it's impacted the results we've been able to get in our business. And I've got an episode coming out in a couple of weeks that really outlines one of the specific areas in terms of our sales system that this made a really huge impact and how we were able to generate $16,000 in four days simply by tweaking some of these habits. And, you know, I really like to think of it like this. A lot of people go about changing their habits with a shotgun. And there's some kind of vague target off in the distance, some kind of goal that they want to hit that they're probably not as crystal clear on as they could be. And they take a shotgun approach, meaning they shoot the shotgun and it shatters shot everywhere and it might hit the target, it might not. And how frustrating is that? Because if you can't ever hit the target that you're not really clear on in the first place, how are you going to make any forward progress? And so it's a waste of time. It's a waste of energy. It's a waste of resources. And so that is why when it comes to habit forming and habit setting and changing habits, so many people give up because they just get tired of shooting the shotgun and I don't blame them when really what you need to be doing is taking the rifle approach. And when you have clarity on the outcome and when you have clarity on what habits specifically are preventing you from attaining that outcome, it becomes so much easier to shift the habit. And so Jared does amazing work. He really dives deep on the habit side of things. And I hope this was a helpful conversation for you to recognize that it's not mindset or strategy that is the key to success. It's your current habits and the way in which you are solving problems in your life and in your business. And just as it can be so helpful and beneficial long-term to pinpoint what habits are preventing you from getting what you want, the same goes for your systems and your structure and your procedures in your business. Now, when I talk about SOPs, I get one of two reactions. Some people get excited about it because they're like, oh, you know about SOPs. Can you help me solve XYZ problem? Whatever is like really immediate in their forefront of their mind right then. And then some people are like, oh, gosh, that's the last thing on my list. I know I need them, but I don't have time. And I get it, SOPs and workflows and organization doesn't come naturally to a lot of people. And it's not all that sexy. It's kind of like, oh, the last thing I want to do. But at the same time, how much is it costing you to not have the right systems in place? And how much less time are you able to spend doing work you love and being in your zone of genius day in and day out because you don't have those systems to fall back on? And if this is you, I want to help. I want to help you stop taking the shotgun approach to getting the necessary systems in place in your business and start using a rifle. It is incredibly easy and quick to get these systems in place much quicker than you might think. And when you get them in place, oh my goodness, when you're able to start spending more time in your zone of genius every day, you will start to recognize just how much you are missing these systems. And so I want to invite you to something really special here. Now listen closely, because this is a top secret program that we have here at The Effortless Life. This is not something that we publicly promote. This is something that is by application only, because you do have to have a few criteria met in order to be a good fit for this program. And this program is called the Visionary Leader Incubator. Oh, I just love that name, because that is really what we do inside of this program. We incubate visionary leaders. Now here's the truth. You are already a visionary leader, but chances are in your business right now, that vision is cloudy, that vision is unclear, and you are not sure how to attain it because you are so busy building the dream that you can't live it 
And so what this program is designed to do is to help you over the course of one full year, working closely with me in a small group setting, help you learn what systems you need to put in place, help you implement those systems, and help you tweak and adjust those systems to optimize them for performance. Imagine it like the dashboard of your business. Most businesses are running without a dashboard. There's a pilot in the cockpit, but there's no clear dashboard. There's no metrics. There's no tracking. There's no awareness of where people are falling out of your funnel, what's broken in your business, why your clients aren't converting, why you haven't been able to sustain consistent income and revenue. And you need the dashboard in order to be able to do that. Those entrepreneurs who go on to make seven and eight and nine figures, the reason is because at some point along the way, they recognize that they were operating and trying to fly a plane without the dashboard. And how are you going to get where you want to go if you're not tracking it? If you don't have some sort of system in place to get you there. So that's what we help you do inside of the incubator. Now, like I mentioned, this is by application only, which means that you should head to CourtneyElmer.com slash visionary leader right now if this piques your interest and fill out that short form so that we can help determine if you are a right fit for the program and if the program is a right fit for you, because it's not for everybody. This is only for those entrepreneurs who have reached a certain point in their business and who have recognized the truth that they can't work anymore, which also means that they're at their limit and they will not be able to scale beyond wherever it is they currently are because they can't physically work anymore. And at that point, that's when the systems and the support and the strategies and the structure need to come in and take over. And we can help you get that in place. So go check that out. CourtneyElmer.com slash visionary leader. Fill out the application and my team will follow up with you with next steps from there. Now, coming up next week on the show, we are talking about your sales system. I'm going to reveal how with just one of our sales systems, we generated $16,000 in four days with a 16 to one return on ad spend. Not kidding. Wrap your mind around those numbers. Now, talking numbers sounds boring. I get it. I know because I ignored the numbers in my business for way too long until cash flow became a real problem. And that's when I had to get honest with myself and take a look at the places within my business and within myself that wasn't working and commit to the changes that needed to happen to turn things around and take my business out of the red. So that's coming up next week. So stay tuned. And until then, go live your effortless life. Here at The Effortless Life, we love letting you in on the tools we're using to simplify our operations so that you can too. And that's why we are proud partners of the best kept secret for podcasters called PodPage. Now, PodPage automatically creates a beautiful listener-friendly podcast website from your RSS feed. Now, if you're not a podcaster, I know that probably sounds like Greek, but if you are a podcaster, then this easy to use platform was built for you. I mean, imagine the impression your listeners will get when they land on your site and can easily locate their favorite episodes, subscribe to the show, rate and review, download, donate, interact with you, and so much more. 
If you want to see it in action, go check out our brand spanking new podcast website, theeffortlesslifepodcast.co, where you can get a first-hand experience of what your show can look like with its own webpage. And best of all, we don't lift a finger to keep it updated like we used to on our old blog site, creating page after page, week after week, every time a new episode aired. Podpage does it all for us now. You can't get more effortless than that. Now, look, we don't promote any tools here that we haven't used and trust ourselves. So when you sign up for your own pod page through our sponsor's link, you can trust that you're getting the best of the best. Just head to CourtneyElmer.com slash pod page. That's CourtneyElmer.com slash pod page to learn more and see how much time, energy, and effort pod page can save you. As you might have heard me mention inside this episode, if you want to join me for our next live workshop where I'm going to show you how to avoid the biggest mistakes that cause most podcasts to fail within the first 12 months and literally walk you through the exact framework that we teach our students to launch their shows in the top 100 and convert more of their listeners to clients, just go to the effortlesslife.co forward slash podcast workshop. That's the effortlesslife.co forward slash podcast workshop. 